So a big week in the ABSA office this week, which included a range of partner meetings, uh, webinars with topics including the art and science of an effective boarding staff handbook, uh, what's your mark boarding marketing plan for 2022, and a partner webinar on supporting students through uncertain times. Next Monday is also our last day for the early bird special offering on our full year webinar, webinar bundle. So it's great to have over 140 schools who have purchased this so far. So thank you to all of you. Um, we hope those schools who haven't yet purchased this are, are looking to do so on Monday. This week on the podcast, I spoke with our newest ABSA employee, Events and Marketing Assistant Zali Barnish. Zali spoke about her journey as a boarder, firstly at Toowoomba Anglican School and then Fairhome College in Toowoomba. Uh, we spoke about the things Zali loved and what she misses now, tips and tricks for new boarders, dealing with homesickness, uh, future job aspirations, and Zali shared a wonderful boarding story. Thanks to you, Zali. It's a wonderful story that you have. We appreciate you sharing it with our boarding community, and we hope everyone enjoys this week's episode. Welcome and welcome. We're about to launch into the ABSA podcast series called On Duty. Thank you for joining. Here we go. So welcome back, everyone, to the ABSA podcast series called On Duty. Today, speaking with our newest ABSA employee, events and marketing assistant, Zali Banish. Did I get that right? Got that right. Very good. (laughs) Zali, thanks for joining us. That's all right. (laughs) So, Zali, for those that may not know too much about you, let's start with your background. Whereabouts did you grow up? I grew up on a cattle property in central Queensland, two hours out of Rockhampton, and I went to a little primary school in Barilaba until I was in grade six and then moved, or didn't move, but started at boarding school in grade seven in Toowoomba. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. And uh, growing up on the farm, did mum and dad have you out working a fair bit? Yeah, so my mum's actually a nurse, uh, which means that she was working in Brailleby and Warabinda, which we lived between the two towns. And, yeah, my dad managed the property. So there was, I wouldn't call it helping, (laughs) Um, but there was, yeah, there was always stuff to do. And I'd say we were a bit more of a distraction than an assistance, but it was, yeah, it was a great way to grow up, in my opinion. Yeah, very good. And then you you, you mentioned you went to, went off to boarding school. Yes. And, of course, you went to to Fairhome College in Toowoomba. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your boarding experience at Fairhome. Well, I actually did grade seven at Toowoomba Anglican School. So I was there for a year, which my parents did intentionally to sort of as a stepping stone to starting boarding school. So before um, moving to Fairhome, I went to prep so that it was sort of, yeah, it was, you were the oldest one there essentially when you were in grade seven. So it was not as daunting. Uh, And then I moved to Fairhome and... Basically was there from grade 8 to 12. I It was a very interesting experience. I loved most of it. Um, obviously, the homesickness isn't great. Uh, I was there with my older sister for the first two years and then my younger sister came in my last year. So I was never really by myself um, and still friends with some of those people. They're amazing people and yeah, you, you really see all sides of everyone because you're living with them and I think that's why you become such good friends with those people. Yeah. Absolutely. And so did you notice a big change going from Toowoomba Anglican 
mm-hmm. um, being the oldest of border, as you say, mm-hmm. to on all girls fair home college being the youngest. Um, I'd say, <laughs> um, well, at Toowoomba Anglican School, it was very much like you ran the school kind of thing. The borders were, uh, we had so much fun. There was always stuff to do. My parents weren't able to come visit very often, so I was always in the boarding house every weekend basically. Uh, so it was just run, run, running amok all the time, um, doing stupid things, uh, learned how to rollerblade there for the first time, like just went and did all of this stuff with, your best friends was great and then going to all girls that was very different um there was certain freedoms that you got as you got older which I really liked uh but yeah it's it's yeah going to between co-ed and all girls is it's a big change especially after being in co-ed for all of primary uh but I think it gives you certain skills that are transferable after school like learning how to deal with certain issues and things and people being silly and carrying on about certain stuff. You learn how to deal with that sort of thing and get over things. So, yeah. It's, it's a good <clears throat> a good point that you raised because I was keen to ask probably a little bit later, but I'll bring it up now. How do you think boarding changed you as a person? Um, well, growing up on a farm, I was already, I would say, pretty resilient. Yeah. Um and like you get knocked around a fair bit so you you gotta have a pretty strong skin but going to boarding school I think it made me very independent uh especially going from such a young age like you learn essentially how to live without your parents you don't see them very often I couldn't imagine by the time I was in grade nine grade ten couldn't imagine living with my parents for an entire year that <laughs> like Christmas holidays the long lot of time to spend with your family um but yeah I think the biggest thing was independence you learn to rely on yourself and on others uh you learn how to create your own support network which I think is really important and I think one of the biggest things I learned is how to ask for help because that wasn't a big thing in primary school, especially um, like just in the country, you don't, it's not a big thing asking for help, not relying on people. So in boarding, when you're homesick or when you needed something, you could ask for help and no one sort of got their hackles up about it. Um, and I think I really like that. And I still, I don't think, find it weird to ask for help anymore yeah, awesome uh, that's, that's cool yeah. um you mentioned your parents a couple of times now and, mm-hmm. and then you're a little bit homesick early on and with obviously your parents are two hours from rocky so you didn't get to see them often no how throughout a school year would you just see them during the school holidays or would they come back to the sporting fixtures or how often did you get to see them I think once we started school in Toowoomba, so from Toowoomba to home, it was about six and a half hours. So the first year when I was in grade seven, I had braces. So I had to go home to Rocky (laughs) um, more often than was planned because of my braces. So that was a nice excuse to go home. (laughs) But basically my parents, their aim was to come at least twice a term. So in a 10-week term that's not very often yeah, yeah. um and I think after moving to Fairhome 
and you got a bit older, you started going out with your friends on leave with their families a lot more, um, the ones that lived closer to Toowoomba and that sort of thing. So it wasn't as isolating. But, yeah, they they tried their best, but they had a, mm-hmm. uh, they had a farm to run. So exactly like, right. Yeah, yeah, don't blame them at all for it. Yeah. And I had two younger siblings as well at home, so they had to get to them <laughs> from school. Yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned that you, you know, you struggled a little bit with homesickness. Mm-hmm. How did you deal with that? <laughs> um, lots of um, group crying sessions for, <laughs> for the first few years. Uh, I would say it never really goes away. Like something bad happens in your old, in when you're in your older years, in the later years of school and you like, have a little cry and you talk to your friends and then yeah, kind of move on. But when you're younger, you you don't really know how to deal with it initially. So I remember the first time I got homesick, luckily I was, this was in grade eight. So after being at prep, I didn't really get homesick there because you were so busy all the time. Uh, Like they had events on, you had stuff every afternoon, every weekend. Like there wasn't really time to be homesick. Uh, But in grade eight, I think the first few times I just went to my older sister (laughs) and cried to her. Uh, And you sort of just start to rely on your friends and you have a chat about it and you definitely don't put it off. Don't pretend it's not there because then it all comes out in a big explosion, (laughs) um, which is not a good situation to be in. That did happen to me. My parents were supposed to come visit for the swimming carnival at the start of the year. And then it wasn't a cyclone, but some big storm happened and they got stuck at home and they couldn't come because of the water on the road. And I got really upset and I was like, they don't love me. They don't want to come see me. This is horrible. They weren't replying to my text. Turns out that the electricity had like shut down. They couldn't physically contact me. Um, And I just had this massive explosion. But the boarding mistresses and like my friends and my sister are all there and they're like, okay, calm down. Like, gave me food and just sat with me until, like, you get all your emotions out. Um, yeah, it's not something you embarrass about. Everyone does it. Even the people that say they don't Absolutely. definitely deal with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Boarding mistresses, let's talk boarding staff. Did you have a favourite boarding staff member? Um, it have to be Margie, Mrs Margie. Gunn, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I did have a lot to do with Margie in grade 12, Miss Dunn. She, uh, as a border prefect, I had a lot to do with her. I saw her every week on a Tuesday lunchtime. We had our toasties and <laughs> talked about what we were doing for the week. Uh, but in the younger years, um, I think, yeah, they come and go. It's kind of hard to pinpoint one. Got to love, shout out to Miss Jackson. She's amazing. She always <laughs> used to give uh, us extra Tim Tams. Which oh, automatic favourite there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I just say they all, yeah, they all do their best and it's it's a hard job. Like it's yeah. a very hard job. You've got a whole bunch, a whole boarding house full of emotional kids trying to get through school and you're basically a parent to an entire floor. Um, so I think they do do a pretty pretty amazing job. Looking back now, the one thing you miss the most? Actually, I was talking to my friends about this just this weekend. <laughs> I think the thing I miss the most is not having to put in effort to see people. Like you lived with everyone. Like you could, you know, you're doing your prep in the boarding house and you're sick of your homework. You've been sitting at your desk for two hours. You go for a walk to see your friend who's couple rooms down 
and you end up sitting in there for an hour and a half and you're like, oh, dang it, <laughs> like I was supposed to do all this work. And um, I think, yeah, just being able to see everyone all the time and like people say, you do get sick of like being around people all the time and you get sick of seeing the same faces all the time. But on this, at this, on the same token, like it's just, it's so easy. There's everyone's so reliable. And you, if you're in a bad way or having a bad day, there's always someone to talk to, always someone to procrastinate with. It's great. <laughs> do, do you have any suggestions for kids that are going into boarding school? Um, I would say pack a lot of food uh, because it's always good to have snacks and. Food um, helps you when you're upset. Um, I would say uh, any boarding school that offers like a sleepover type thing or a come and be a student for a day, go to those. They're great. Uh, I went to one for Fair Home and I can't, I can't even, like the amount of times what I wore to that day got brought up because I was this little country kid, <laughs> had no idea what to do, no, didn't know anyone. Um, but it's a great way because most at most of those things they'll buddy you up with someone. So then when you turn up on the first day, you at least know one face. Um, so that's always great. And I'd say it's not as scary as you think it's going to be. It's great. You get put in a routine. You have a schedule. Everything's sort of set out for you. You've just got to get through that first week and then you'll be right. It's just the same yeah. for the next six years. <laughs> it's basically the same. Very good. Um, you're now working for ABSA. Yes. What made you want to work here? Well, I was working as a tutor for A-Team Tuition and, well, I got an email about this job and I thought, hey, I was a boarder. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I apply for it? Um, and I had a chat with one of the ladies that works for A-Team and we had a chat about the position here and she was basically just saying, like, you're young, you know, you know some stuff about social media, why don't you go for it? And uh, after I had a chat with Tom on the phone and then I came in and met Richard and you weren't here, but that's I met Richard and Kim. And basically it was, yeah, really, really casual, nice, easygoing team, um, lots of space to expand and explore. Like I'm loving what I'm doing. Every day is really different. <laughs> um like I turn up to work and I don't actually know what I'm going to be doing that day. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, I also think having someone working for a boarding organisation that was actually a boarder is really important yeah. because, like, I can reflect on my experiences, what I went through, what I needed when I was at boarding school that wasn't provided, that sort of thing, yeah. I think is really important um, because even people that work in boarding schools all the time weren't a boarder themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, having that first-hand experience. 100%. And you're doing a marvellous job. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> any future job aspirations? So if you could have your dream job, what does it look like? I would be a policy writer uh, for the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade and I would be based in Switzerland <laughs> um, and I would be writing... Yeah, policy, I think regarding, like relating to education would be my favourite thing because I think our education system in Australia can be improved um, in a lot of ways and I'd love to be able to change it, um, make it better for students 
and have the biggest impact. I've always wanted to be a teacher. And then uh, my parents basically said, go try and do something else first. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to have an, be able to have an impact on students from that higher level down. And the being based in Switzerland is purely because I'd love to leave <laughs> Australia and live somewhere with snow. That's, yeah, I just love that. Sounds like you haven't thought about it, eh? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> not no, at that's all. that's awesome. I love it. Um, Zali, since your first day in boarding, mm-hmm. so these next two questions are questions I always ask on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. I'll ask them slightly different for you because you obviously haven't necessarily haven't worked in a boarding school. Mm-hmm. Since your first day being a boarder, have you seen boarding change much over the years? And if so, how? Okay. Well... Between the two boarding schools, there was a big difference. Uh, you were sort of looked, well, not looked after, but uh, at Toowoomba Anglican School, like I said, there was always stuff to do. They would, they kept you busy because you were so young. They made sure there was always stuff to do. And then at Fairhome, it was a bit more kind of, you know, in the, in the afternoon, you, you can sit in your room, you can go talk to people, you can go to sports training. Uh, it's very different, a bit more like kind of just do whatever you want. But between grade 8 and grade 12 at Fairhome, uh, I would say, hmm, I don't really know. Like, it's it's different as you get older because you go from being the little runt <laughs> to um, kind of, yeah, being in charge and you see going through the grades, like when you're in grade eight, you're looking at all the grade 12s, organising the theme dinners and doing the activities and organising all this stuff, all these events for you to do. And you're sitting there in grade eight thinking, oh, my God, this is so hard, like all the stuff they do, it's so much effort, it's so cool, how do they come up with this? And then every year you see a new group come through and what they bring to the table and what all of the interesting stuff they do. By the time you're in grade 12, you've got you've got all these ideas all this stuff you want to do and um I think I don't really know if it's changed that much uh I think if you would ask someone oh yeah if my little sister would I don't know it's it's a different experience for everyone I had an amazing year I loved my grade um we were a very small grade we're only about 60 people uh in day school and in boarding so yeah, I'm not sure if yeah. it changed that much, but that's cool. Very yeah. good. Uh, the second question, and as an exporter, what do you think the future of boarding looks like? I'm not sure. I'd say there'd be uh, potentially more Australian kids in international schools would be a big thing uh, with people moving out of after COVID. Everyone's kind of realised, you know, if I'm going to do what I want to do, might as well do it now. So, um, yeah, kids in international schools, lots more interaction between schools. Like there wasn't, while I was at school, there wasn't a whole lot of interaction between schools outside Toowoomba except for through sporting and the performing arts. So I think, yeah, having all like we're, we're starting to brainstorm some competitions and stuff between schools, I think, just because of the, the whole new opportunities of the online world now with social media and all that sort of stuff, we'll start being able to see orders at different schools, create connections and 
see what the other schools are doing, bring in ideas and how they can improve their boarding school and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that much will change. I know that the style of the boarding houses have changed a lot <laughs> since um, since I was looking in grade five with my parents at going to boarding school. Now you actually have dorm rooms with a max four people, which is so nice. <laughs> um, having to live with more than three people in a room is not very fun. Um, but, yeah, I think I don't think that much will change in the immediate future, but I think it will keep it, keep growing. Yeah. Very good. We're going to move on to our next segment, which is mm-hmm. what we call Fast Five, okay? Mm-hmm. So these are five, some are boarding-related questions and some aren't, okay? okay? All right, question one. What do you love to do in your time off? I read, I go to the gym, and I love going to the beach. Very uh, good. Yeah. Question two, your favourite food? Pizza. Pizza. Do you have a certain flavour? Uh, either margarita or the, pr- the prosciutto and rocket one. Oh, a bit fancy. Very nice. <laughs> Question three, what was your favourite boarding activity to do? I would say probably when we were given at the common room in grade 12 and we used to go down there and make food and watch binge watch TV shows on the weekends. That was really fun. <laughs> Very good. Question four, your favourite holiday destination? Either Japan or Switzerland. Yeah. We're amazing. And question five, your favourite movie? <laughs> Mamma Mia or Dirty Dancing. Oh, I love no. both <laughs> Yeah. So to finish our podcast, we always ask if you might have a story. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Mm. But from your time in boarding, do you have a story that just sticks with you that all of our listeners might enjoy? Now, that story can be funny. It might be serious. You might be taking the mickey out of one of your, one of your friends or yourself. Mm. Do you have a story that just sticks with your time that you might be able to share? I do, purely because my younger sister likes to bring it up every time I eat bacon. Um, so in at Fairhome, in our dining hall, we, like, all eat breakfast in the same room, obviously, in the dining hall, and then we all eat dinner at the same time in the dining hall as well. And the floors get swept between then, and for some reason this little piece of bacon rind had been missed Anyway, because I was a border prefect, I had to go up and give the, I had to do the prayer and um, at the start of dinner, so you go up, say prayer, and then everyone sits down and then table by table they go up and get dinner. Anyway, I was, everyone was in the dining hall standing behind their chairs and I went to go walk up to the little podium with the microphone and I stood on this vacant rind and slipped and screamed so loudly and my legs went up over my head and everyone saw it. And it was, like, straight out of a cartoon. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> and then I just had to pretend it didn't happen. I got a bright red and had to walk and do the prayer. I just haven't lived it down. All my friends <laughs> love bringing it up. My sister loves bringing it up. It's terrible. But, yeah, that kind of, yeah. Yeah, just, that's a crack up. Yeah, just not good. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's awesome. Uh, and, Zali, that brings an end to our podcast today. So we thank you so much for your time and sharing your boarding journey. Um, we love having you here at ABSO and the work that you're doing. So uh, Thanks yeah. for having me. No problem. <laughs> 
To all the listeners, thanks for joining this week. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on duty on the ABS website, Spotify or Apple Podcasts and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of On Duty. We hope you enjoyed it. See you next week.